Hey guys, it's James Marshall, and today we're doing another podcast. Let's get right into it right now. First topic of the day is Aaron Donald signs a six-year, $135 million extension with the Rams. $87 million of that is guaranteed. He broke the record at that time for a defensive player. But shortly after, Khalil Mack got traded to the Bears, and the Bears gave him the biggest defensive player deal ever, a six-year, $141 million deal with $90 million guaranteed. $90 million makes him have the fourth highest guaranteed money in the NFL, not just a defensive player, but in the NFL. So two legendary deals happened this weekend in the NFL. Third topic is um, the NBA is electing, the, has decided already, their Hall of Famers to get in, inducted this month into the Hall of Fame. And the Hall of Fame is headlined by Ray Allen, Charlie Scott, Lefty Giselle, Grant Hill, and Jason Kidd. Ray Allen leads the NBA all-time in three-pointers. Charlie Scott averaged 20 points per game in the NBA and also was the first ever African-American scholarship athlete at the University of North Carolina. Lefty Drizel coached at Maryland for many years and was very successful. Grant Hill played in the NBA for many different teams, also played at Duke and won two championships. And Jason Kidd uh, was a, an assist master in the NBA, played for the Nets and other teams, and also coached the Bucks. Fourth topic is there are there's a really close game and really close standings in the NL wild card. The standings in the NL wild card, the Brewers are leading by only .5 games over the Cardinals, and those are the two teams right now. But also within 1.5 games of the Cardinals are the Colorado Rockies. Two games behind are the Diamondbacks, Arizona Diamondbacks. Four games behind are the Philadelphia Phillies. And eight games behind are the Washington Nationals. So you have lots of teams right there in the mix. Right now also, should I say the Dodgers are a .5 games out of the wild card. So they can be in that wild card any second. Back to local news. Gio Gonzalez and Ryan Madsen got traded uh, to Gio got traded to the Milwaukee Brewers and Ryan Madsen got traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Nats basically are close to tanking at this point. Um, and almost like just throwing in the season. Hopefully they can make a late run, but it seems really hard at this point that they're going to make that. The Redskins made roster cuts and kept 30, a 53-man roster. They decided to keep running backs Byron Marshall, Samaje P. Ryan, and Rob Kelly behind Adrian Peterson. And they also kept running back um, Capri Bibbs. They kept him on the practice squad. The Mystics are one game away from the WNBA Finals. They play Atlanta, and they're in a 
2-2 series in the best of five, and the deciding game is coming up, so hopefully they can win. This means uh, for, like, Washington, it, it would be great for Washington to have two championship teams this year after a long championship drought, and also it would be great for Monumental Sports, who's owned by Ted Leonsis, which owns the Mystics, the Capitals, the Wizards, the Washington Valor, and uh, many other sports franchises. But they own a bunch of Washington sports teams, and if two of their teams make it, that would be great for them. So sixth topic is the Cy Young race. Max Scherzer, Aaron Nola, and Jacob deGrom in the National League are the three main competitors this year. Scherzer leads the league in strikeouts, whip, and wins. Nola is second in ERA win and wins, and he has head-to-head wins against both DeGrom and Scherzer. So when they've played, he's basically won the games. And he also plays on a winning team, which factors into the voting. And DeGrom has the best ERA by far in the entire league, AL and National League, with a 1.68 ERA, which is insane. But he has less than 10 wins this year, while Scherzer and Nola each have 16 and 15. So that moves the table a little bit. The question is, should people factor in wins in the Cy Young See, a lot of people say no because there's a lot of logistics that have to go into you actually winning a game. Like, your team has to hit. uh, The other team has to, like, go cold. And the bullpen doesn't can't blow the game for you. So there's a lot of logistics that go into that, which makes sense why people factor that out. But also, in a, a little bit of part, it also means that, like, when your team needs you to make a good pitch, you don't make that pitch and your team loses. So that could also factor into the Cy Young voting. I think any three of them could win easily. It's, these last uh, couple games are going to really sway the Cy Young and see which uh, pitcher can perform the best. Seventh NFL Cut Day was yesterday. And which is basically they set up their 53-men roster before they start the season, cut players, sign them to practice squad, pick up players. Some of the notable moves from yesterday was Oakland Raiders cut Martavis Bryant, who they traded a third-round pick for, and then they cut him, so that doesn't make any sense. And then the Bills traded A.J. McCarron to the Raiders, which was good for the Bills. They got a good pick out of that. the Raiders. Former first-round pick Paxton Lynch was cut by the Broncos, and the Broncos, in place of him, picked up uh, former Redskins QB Kevin Hogan. The Bengals extended Geno Atkins, their defensive end, and the Saints signed former Patriots running back Mike Gillisley. Also, the Chargers re-signed Antonio Gates, and the Bills named Nathan Peterman their starting quarterback. And now on to college football. Michigan lost to Notre Dame 24-17. to A lot of people had Michigan as their sleeper pick going and winning the national championship or going to the college football playoffs if they could go and win the Big Ten. But in this start, 0-1 is not what they were hoping for. So maybe they can get their act together. They have a new quarterback. 
maybe Jim Harbaugh can tighten the ship and maybe they can run the table in the Big Ten and I think if they do that they can have a chance at the college football playoff. LSU beat the U, the Miami University, um, by a big score and Alabama cruised over Louisville easily with Tua Tavalingola or something. Excuse me if I got that name wrong. They beat uh, with the start, they beat Louisville. The local Maryland Terrapins put controversy aside and upset CPF ranked Texas. Also, fantasy news. Mike Gillisley can impact the touchdowns that Mark Ingram scores this season once Ingram comes back from his four-game suspension this year, which is big if you drafted him in like the fifth round this year. Also, in 16-team leagues, you can look at Antonio Gates as a possible backup tight end because he'll be seeing a lot of red zone targets this year from Phillip Rivers, and they have a connection together. But I wouldn't take a chance on him in a smaller league as your backup tight end. And if you have any questions about your fantasy team, you can put that in the reviews below. Just go to the bottom and say write a review, or you can call me, or you can... If you're on Google Play, you can write that in the comments as well. Also, to end this off, I'm going to do a f- give you a fun fact. I was talking about Capri Bibbs earlier and uh, how they signed the Redskins signed him to the practice squad. And he actually was one of 23 children this year. And I think that's, like when he was younger, that I think that's pretty crazy. And he's become a fan favorite in Washington. And I bet we're gonna see a lot. You're gonna see, and you're gonna hear, and I'm gonna see a lot more of him. So, thank you guys for listening, and uh, happy Labor Day. See ya. Bye.